Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Amen. If you can, thank you, praise team. Thank you, Ben. Can you, can you grab your Bibles very quickly? And passage of scripture I'm going to read is on the screen. I have the privilege again speaking with you this morning. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about this word. This word convicted me so tough. I started repenting and crying. And We're continuing our series on love. And uh, I want to I start with this scripture before I give a brief soliloquy. Uh, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. If we have it on the screen, can we place that on the screens? Because I know they don't have it. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7. Can y'all read this with me? It's on the screens. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7. Ready? Read. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. You may have your seats. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Somebody say endures through every circumstance. Now I'm gonna need y'all help today, you know, so I can preach a shorter message. The less amens and interaction I hear, the longer I'll go, because I won't know if you're getting it or not. I know the Super Bowl don't start till about five, six, six, seven o'clock. <laughs> We might have old school church, the quieter you are. So I just need you to participate. I need you to be active. I need you to be awake and alive. Amen. 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 Who, who remembers last week's sermon? Who, anybody remember what we talked about? Come on, shout it out. Let me hear you. Right, but love is what? Love is what? Sacrifice. Come on, just shout it out. Let me hear you sacrificial love is sacrificial if you were taking notes that would have been very easy for you hallelujah love is sacrificial you really should be taking notes each week because i, I really believe that uh we invest in everything else oh jesus i need an organ player we invest in everything else but we need to ensure that we invest in the house of god you should be taking notes. You should be going back, reading them. You should be making sure, okay, I'm, man, this word tried me this week. Let me go back to my notebook and read some of these scriptures so I don't lose my faith. Amen? Amen. But also, in this particular month, I need you all taking notes because if we're going to be people of God, we, we have to understand that we're going to be in relationship with people. We're going to be in relation with people. And the way God blesses us, the Bible says that he will grant us favor with not just him, but with man. And if you mean to everybody and you don't know how to get along with folks, it's going to be difficult for the blessing to get to you. 
because you don't know how to be in relationship with people. Amen? Amen. I know it's tight. I know your, your toes is curled up already, but it's going to be all right. All right. So last week we talked about sacrificial love, sacrificial love. And I believe it was powerful. I believe that it was it was transparent. I believe that it was transformative. I believe that many people were helped because I got a lot of different text messages from many various age groups. And uh, that that always blesses me. So this week we're going to continue in our love series. Uh, and it's, it kind of is like a, a add on to sacrificial love. But but today we're going to talk about enduring love. A love that is enduring, enduring love, enduring love. So get your notes out, get your pen, your paper, um, your, your phones. Uh, those of you that try to record on your phones the full message, don't do that. Just go back to the YouTube and the, and the website and watch it back. Just We also have a podcast. You don't have to have all that data on your phone that you've recorded the whole service. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm going to read some scripture here because we're in church. And so and so I'm going to start at the beginning of First Corinthians. We're going to give you some biblical context and then we're going to go into the word. So First Corinthians chapter 13, if you have your paper Bibles, you can open it up and follow along with me. First Corinthians chapter 13, the Bible says this. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love. I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I don't have love, I am nothing. Verse three, if I give away all that I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. So, so Paul is talking here, the Apostle Paul, he's established various churches, and he's talking here, he says, listen, because y'all in Corinth, y'all are so worried about spiritual giftings, but y'all mean, y'all rude, y'all get on each other's nerves, y'all don't get along, y'all backbite, y'all steal from each other, y'all talk crazy. This is the church. Because you guys are not Counterculture, you're adapting to the culture and the environment that you live in. So you're doing all of these things and you want to know how to prophesy. You want to you speak in tongues like I do. You want to interpret dreams and you want to see the future, but you can't see the person in front of you. You want to have revival, but you're mean. You're rude. Certain people don't even want to go out to eat with you because they know the minute you say something to the waiter or waitress, oh, they're going to spit in my food. Oh, you just had to do it, didn't you? You do this every time. Anybody know people like that? Like, listen, please. No, this is ridiculous. I asked for medium rare steak. Look at this. And you just going off on them and jabbing back. And you're like, I didn't cook the food. <laughs> I didn't cook the food. You, you got to be mindful of those kind of people. You, you got to be, be watchful. You got to make sure you're not that kind of person. I know some of you thought, you, you, you had somebody in, in your head that, that you thought about. But do those people think about you? Do you come to their minds? <laughs> hmm. 
You can do all of these. You can prophesy. You can preach. You can lay hands. You can be anointed. You can be gifted. You can sing heaven down. But if you don't have love, if you don't have love, you, you don't have anything. If you don't know how to love your neighbor, you don't have anything. There, it's been said that, that you can tell a lot about a person by the way they treat somebody that can't do nothing for them. How do you treat the people that can't do nothing for you? I talk about this all the time. Some of us, we like to get connected to people that we can, we can climb the ladder. Oh, if I get connected with them, I know I'm going to get a raise. If you're always that kind of person, you're an abuser. You are an abusive individual. You, you didn't think about it that way. Abuse is simply abnormal use. You are using the relationship abnormally. That, that's not right. We should not be abusive in our relationships with our brothers and sisters, with our, with our family members, with, with relatives, with our husbands and wives. We should not be abusive in our relationships if we say that we are followers of Jesus. I told you last week the scripture was be imitators of God like little children and walk in love. That's what Ephesians told us. Walk in love. Be imitators. We should be imitating Christ if we're Christ followers. Amen? So then, then Paul goes, he goes on to say this. He says, verse 4, love is patient and love is kind. Remember when I asked y'all last week, I said, what is love? And y'all start, love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. Some, oh, baby, come on, the baby said, yeah. Some of us, we, we rejoice. Yeah, I, I knew it. I knew he was going to act up. I, I knew he wasn't no good. Why are you rejoicing in that? Have you no compassion? Have you no love? Were you not praying for them? You were counting on their downfall instead of praying that they would be all right. What kind of believers are we? We need to be people that love the way Christ loves us. Because if you, if you really think about it, if you, if you take that same notepad and on the other side of the notes you're supposed to be taking, just write down all the times God had to continue loving you. Uh-oh. All the times you promised God, God, if you get me out of this one. Anybody ever prayed that prayer? I did. God, if you get me out of this one. <laughs> God, I promise you I won't do this again. I, God, I can't do it again. If you get me out of this one, I won't do it no more. 1,700 times later. He's still showing you that the Bible says that he grants us new mercies, not just one, mercies, mercies. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. There are mercies that, that, you, that you've taken advantage of. They're, 
You take advantage of the grace of God. Whether you well, like to believe it or not, you take advantage of the grace of God. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Verse 7, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things, or endures through every circumstance. Then he goes on to say, love never ends. Now, I was saying this on my, on my Instagram live. I know, I know, forgive me, Lord. But I always think, because we say love, but some of y'all only know fake love. You don't know real love. Mary J said, I'm talking about that real love. <laughs> it always comes, when I'm reading scripture, y'all pray for me, okay? Sometimes I read scripture and different songs come up and I say, get back, devil. Get out of here. Real love. We're, we're, we're not talking about the feeling of love. Because some people are in love with, feel, with the feeling of love, the idea of love. But love is not a feeling. If you ever thought that love, oh, I just feel goosebumps, oh, I'm just... Man, she just, man, dog, I don't know, I don't know what it is, dog. <laughs> she just bad, bruh. Bro, you think she fine. That's not love. You're, you're, that's, that's eros. <laughs> that's, <laughs> uh, that's, that's erotic love. You are aroused, my brother, my sister. Because, because when, when and, and we've heard it many, many times, many, many ways, different, different ways, when, when, when their body changes over 30 years of marriage, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Y'all cutting up today. But when their body changes, when the wind blows, and the seas rage. Were you, were you in love with, with their physical appearance? Or were you in love with the true essence of who they are? Because as we know, lo love is a decision. You, you choose to love somebody. Because even the people that you love will hurt you. Even the people that you love, even your day ones. Very rare do people actually have day I'm so sick of this term. Like, very rare. Like, your day ones are your mom and your dad. Like, like, your friend wasn't with you when you was born. It's not a day one. It may be like a day 79. But, like, you don't have day ones. Like, I, need, I just really need our culture. <laughs> like, go tell your cousins and them. Like, you don't have, bro, you don't got day ones. Like, day one of 2013 or? But even the people that you love the most, even the people that you hold near and dear to your heart will hurt you. And it's not always on purpose. Some of them are because they're crazy. But it's not always on purpose. It's just, as my, as my wife's grandmother would say, it's in your makeup. It's, it's just in your makeup. It's in, it's in your genetic makeup. We were born into sin. We were born into iniquity. We just do stuff. Sometimes you don't even know why you do what you do. You told yourself you was going to be on a diet and you've been eating ice cream every day. And every day you're mad at yourself. Nobody else convicts you. 
at the end of the day, you're upset with yourself. I said I was going to do better this year. <laughs> Not talking to anybody. I don't know why I went there. That was, that was a word for somebody. You've been eating bad every day. You said 2023 was going to be a new me. And the old you has been showing up. Love, let me go back to the word y'all acted. Love never ends. Then he, he, he refers to what they're addicted to. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. This is where we get this scripture from. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. Childish ways is treating people wrongly because you don't feel like they deserve your love. Childish ways is holding grudges against your brothers and sisters in Christ because of how you feel they feel about you. Oh, we, it's going to be quiet. I know. I know. But if we're going to mature in Christ, we have to put away childish things. You acted like that when you were 13 and 12 and you had a crush. He didn't say hi to me in the hallway. Like that, that's childish stuff. But I mean, you know, in real relationships, not even just in marriages, in some of your friendships that you have, some of your brothers like, yeah, dude, know he was foul. We've been going out to eat for the last six months and he ain't picked up the tab not one time. Like, brother, come on now. That's foul. You are being an abuser in the relationship. You are taking advantage of your brother. Sisters, you know, she didn't borrow your lash glue. And you just, they've been out of stock because COVID and, you know, supply and demand is out of control. <laughs> you let her borrow your pack of makeup wipes and she ain't never gave them back. Didn't buy you another, didn't give you no gift card to Sephora, nothing. I got to hit everybody. You let, your, you let one of your homeboys, I'm talking to Gen Z, you let one of your homeboys borrow your PS5 controller and they broke it. Now, you know they work at Champs, so they, they got a job. You could buy me another one. You broke it. These are the kinds of things that affect our relationships in the body of Christ. Petty things. Little stuff. But the Bible says, when I was a child, I, I acted like a child. I reasoned. I thought like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we'll see face to face. Skip down to verse 13. So now faith, hope, and love, these three things, abide in these. But the greatest of these is what? Love. The greatest of these is love. You can prophesy, you can speak in tongues, you can call fire down from heaven. But if you don't love people, what's the point? You have nothing. You have nothing. All right. 
So now I want to give you some biblical context you can understand what's going on. I kind of gave you a little bit before, but the city of Corinth, this is where we get Corinthians. Paul also wrote letters to Ephesus. He actually wrote this letter to the Corinthians when he was in Ephesus. This is where we get Ephesians. He wrote letters to the Romans. He wrote letters to Philippi, the church in Philippi, which is where we get what? Philippi. Come on, Bible College. So Paul is writing these letters as he's establishing the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in all of these places. And, and Corinth was a poppin' city. It was at the heart of one of the most important trade routes in the ancient world. Like many cities that thrive on trade, Corinth had a reputation for sexual immorality. I, I, I like to imagine Corinth was kind of like Vegas. Can you imagine establishing a church in Vegas. Now, there are churches that are in Vegas, and I encourage you to go to the Bible-believing, Bible-teaching churches. But this church was kind of like Vegas. You know, what happens in Corinth stays in Corinth. It was sexually immoral. There was religious diversity. Everywhere they drove, people had coexist stickers on the back of their chariots. And there was corruption. I like that one. I got to make, make sure y'all paid attention. And there was corruption. So the church that Paul planted there in Acts 18, it flundered under all of these influences and began to divide over these various things. They began to divide over spiritual gifts. Because you go read the earlier chapters in Corinthians, he talks about spiritual gifts. He talks about speaking in tongues. He talks about all the prophesying. He talks about all of these things. And they wanted to speak in tongues. They wanted to prophesy. They wanted to know the future. They wanted to be like Paul. Man, I, man, how did you do that? They wanted to know the method, but they didn't want to know the man. It's kind of like church culture today. We love to look like we're having an encounter with God but he's not really there. We like the appearance of revival without anything actually being revived. It's not revival if nothing is revived. You just had a good time. The music was just really awesome. Just because you play louder doesn't mean that warfare is happening. That's what we like. Oh, come on, play the warfare sound. They just play louder. We have to be a church that goes beyond what we see. Because after you get off stage, how do you treat people? After you check in on Facebook, I was at Christian Faith Fellowship Church, I man, the word was awesome. After you check in so you can show your people that you went to church today, how do you live Monday through Saturday? Do you love? Do people, do people genuinely love you? Like, are they excited when you come around? Are they happy to see you? Or are they like, oh, here they go. Here they go, hey. <laughs> hey. You could tell between a real smile and a fake smile. Fake smiles go straight across. They just show teeth. Real smiles, like, go up. Like, it takes a lot of muscles to actually really smile. But when they just, hey. Hey, 
I didn't know you was coming by today. What you need? We, we have family members like that. We got relatives. We got friends. We got loved ones. And you might be the one that people fake smile when you come around because of the way that you've treated people, because of the way you mishandled relationships, because of the way that you don't have real love. So now go back. So then Paul, he gives, he gives 14 descriptors of love. 14. He gives 14 descriptors of love. He tells us in the beginning, two things that love is. And I know many of y'all probably thought we was going to go there. Love is not blind. We're not, we're not doing the show. No, that's not happening here. Two things that love is. Eight things love is not. And then he gives us four more things that love does. Because real love is action. Real, real love is not in just what you say. I love you. I know some of us have, like, we've made covenants with our spouses or our loved ones. Like, you don't ever leave this house without telling me you love me. Because I don't know. Some folks, y'all just, just need to, like, calm down. I don't know what, the world is crazy today. You better tell me you love me. And kiss me. I don't know if I'm going to see you again. Like, have a little more faith. Love is not just what you say. Love is in your actions. All right. So he tells us two things love is. Those two things can be found in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, in the A clause. It says, love is long-suffering and kind. Long-suffering and kind. Long-suffering can, can also be synonymous with sacrifice. Long-suffering is also synonymous with endurance. Long-suffering means that love suffers long. Love suffers Long. That means love will endure for a long time. If you really love somebody, you don't love them for three months and you don't love them no more. If, you really, if they're really your friend and you really love them, they're your friend. Because the Bible says a brother is born for the days of adversity. When adverse times come, if, you don't, if they're not your brother no more because they slipped and fell or they messed up or whatever, they treated you wrong, then you really didn't love them from the get-go. We have to learn how to love people through their mess. Come on, say that with me. We have to learn how to love people through their mess. One more time. We have to learn how to love people Because God loved you through yours. He loved you through yours. Love endures for a long time. It, it, is, it is in God's heart that he shows us that he is the Lord when he says this, my, my love for you shows that I am not slack concerning the promises or the covenant that I made to you. We're going to talk about covenants too. I, I'm not slack concerning my promises 
if God said a thing, we know this, we, I, I preach on if God said it, he's going to do it. He is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should go back on his word. When God makes a promise to you, he's going to keep his promise. And if Ephesians 5 tells us to be imitators of God, then we should be men and women of our word. If you said you was going to be there for him, you should be there for him. If you said you was going to pick him up from church, pick him up for church. If you said that you was going to cook him dinner after church, y'all was going to fellowship, do it. If you said you were, if you said, if you said, if you said, be a man or woman of your word. One of the worst things that you can do is be one of those people like, yeah, they say a lot. But yeah, I, I know that, I know that ain't going to happen. Love suffers long. God's love towards us is long-suffering. It's long-suffering. So if God loves us with long-suffering love, then we should love others with the same love. Then it says love is kind. Somebody say love is kind. Love is kind. Now, you know, some of us, we know, in our friendships and, and you know, our, our marriages and, and our Engagement, those of you that are betrothed to be married, betrothed, you, you understand that you can love somebody and you can give them truth and be mean about it. But if you really love someone, see me and my wife, we had a, we had a thing when we first started, I said, listen, you're not gonna call me on my name, I'm not gonna call you out your name. You ain't gonna be cussing at me, I ain't gonna be cussing at you. You ain't going to be yelling at me talking crazy because I ain't going to be yelling at you talking crazy. If you need to tell me something, lace it with grace and truth. Grace and tr grace is also God's kindness. We have to be kind in the way that we deliver truth. Some of I'm just blunt. I'm just like that. You need to practice restraint. Yeah. Yeah, there are there are there are things that that, you know, you know, some of you all do and some of you all practice uh, that, you know, I don't agree with everything. But but there are things that that other religions, they, they call it a practice because you have to continue to work at it. You need to learn how to practice being kind. Well, I just needed to tell him how I felt because that's just how I was feeling in that moment. No, you need to you need to take a brief moment, breathe, count to five. Bring your heart rate down and your blood pressure. Drink some room temp water. If you got to come back another day, okay, I, listen, I can't talk to you right now. I'm going to come back. I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. Because the things that I might say might hinder our relationship. And that's wisdom. That's okay. We... Man, listen, we've learned, like, I, I can't even talk to you right now. I can't, anybody's parent ever did that? I can't even look at you right now. I'm practicing. I can't. I'm laughing because I'm having flashbacks. My mom, boy, just, uh, oof. 
It's like a dance move. No, you, no, no. Sometimes that's what it takes. So you don't end up offending your brother, your sister, your loved one, your husband, your wife, your cousin, your co-workers, your boss, whoever it is. You don't want to offend someone trying to be truthful. Well, the Bible says we need to tell the truth. Yeah, but you need to also lace it with love. Lace it with kindness. Because what you're not going to do, I sound like some of y'all. See, what you ain't going to do is talk to me any kind of way. Because when you really love someone, you don't want to talk to them any kind of way. You can clap on that. When you really love somebody, you don't, you don't want to talk to them any kind of way. Love is kind. Love can be seen in the simplest acts of kindness. I can just talk about me. I remember one time my wife, she went out of town and I was home and she was gone for a week and, and like I knew she was coming home that day. I said, man, I'm about to, man, the house about to be so clean. Like, now I grew up in a household where I, like, I had to clean. So like, I know how to do it. I don't always like to, but I know how to do it. And so she came home and man, this how you know your house is clean when the stove is shining and ain't no fingerprints on the fridge. And there ain't no crumbs in the sink. Now, they, she has this thing now, like, the sink also got to be clean. Not just the dishes out, but the sink has to be clean. Man, that sink was clean. That stove was shining. That stove was shining. The dishwasher, because, you know, you got that stainless steel. Ain't want no fingerprints, no paw prints, because we got a little dog. Want no paw prints. The house was clean. Boy, she cried. You know, oh, my God, I can't. Like, yeah, girl, because I love you. <laughs> sometimes love looks like that so, sometimes it's just in the little acts of kindness because fellas I'm going to just be real we can say we love our wives all we want and don't do nothing just sit and chill and I'll pay all the bills okay even if you do pay all the bills brother you got to show some acts we are the church of the acts, so we showcase that we love God by how we act towards other people in the community, the things that we host, so on and so forth. That's real love. That's real love, acts of kindness. Ladies, if you know that he likes words of affirmation, you got to build him up. You the best, you the hardest worker I didn't ever see. We got friends, one of our friends, I ain't going to say their names. But uh, he's a words of affirmation guy. And like, we'll be hanging out with him and she'll just go in. I'll be like, do we need to leave? Like, <laughs> can you like, can you not? <laughs> like, <laughs> you are such a powerful man. Oh, I love the way you broke down that scripture. Like, I'm about to go. <laughs> but that's showing love and kindness. In how you act. Love is kind. Love endures. Love endures. Write this definition down. Endurance or endure, it means this. To suffer patiently. You never thought about it like that. You just thought 
that running on a treadmill was just helping you lose weight. Running on a treadmill was helping you suffer patiently. Because if you've never ran a mile before and it's your first time running a mile, you're like, now how long is, <laughs> how long is this mile? And you're looking at the time and you're like, man, I'm, I'm not even close. <laughs> it's teaching you to suffer patiently. Because when you're on that treadmill, I do the Stairmaster and I put it on 30 minutes and I'm like, ooh, 30. And like you think, you know, I watch videos and listen to different podcasts and I speed it up because I like to get a lot of information in. And uh, I'm like, okay, that's done. Five minutes? <laughs> and I'm so worried about like getting to the 30 that I, I, I'm not even realizing that I'm suffering patiently. I'm building up my endurance because I'm suffering patiently. Endurance means to to do something painfully or difficult. Suffering patiently. Similar words are undergo, live through, go through, and you may not have even thought about this, experience. Anybody over 40, let me see your hands. If you're scared, you ain't never told nobody your real age. It's too late. You've had to endure some things in your life. I feel like prophesying now. Some of you don't even realize the things that God has brought you through. Because you didn't realize that you were suffering patiently. But now he's brought you to a time like now. And he's about to cause you to leap forward. He's about to, he's about to propel you forward into things that you didn't even know that you could handle because you've already been handling it for this long. If that's for you, stand to your feet and clap your hands. You, you didn't realize that you've been suffering. You've been enduring. You've, you've gone through some things. You got some experience under your belt. You know God in a deeper way that you didn't know him before because God has been keeping you. <clears throat> second part of that, endurance, second part of that is, is to remain in existence. To endure. You can drive downtown Chicago and I like architecture. You look at different buildings. This building been here for a long time. That building has endured many kinds of things. We like to travel. You go to different places. You can look at trees. There's this one tree that's over 100 and some odd years old in Jamaica. That tree has endured hurricanes, tests, trials, storms, all various kinds of dip because it remained in existence. And it's still bringing forth fruit. The longer you endure the more fruit you can produce. I'm going to say that again. The longer you endure, the more fruit that you can produce. So, so, so the older we are, the more love we should have for people because we should be producing more love based on our experience. It's, it's, it means to live or to last or to persist 
Some of you were persistent in your pursuit of your job, of, of, of having the, the athletic bill that you may have, or, or you were persistent in your pursuit of your spouse. You were persistent. You, you did all, you pulled out all your tricks. You thought you had all the game in the world, and you realized that your game wasn't as tight as you thought it was. <laughs> but you were persistent. And she said, well, I guess I'd give him a chance. Because you were persistent you endured you endured so love is long-suffering love is kind then it says love does not envy which means if you really love somebody you're not envious all oh, that goes against societal norms Love is not envious. Love does not parade itself, which means love ain't walking around like, yeah, I'm love. Yeah, I'm, you see what I did for her? Yeah, you see what I did for them? That's not love. You bless somebody with a vehicle or you bless somebody with something and you got to walk around, yeah, did, did they tell you? That, that ain't love. That ain't love. I'm sorry to tell you, you may have blessed him. Paul already said, if I give all of my possessions and I don't have love, I, I didn't do nothing. If you got to brag every time God blesses you to bless somebody else, that's not love. Because love doesn't parade itself. Love is not puffed up. That, that, these three things, envy, parade itself, puffed up, these deal with pride. Are you prideful? In the way that you deal with other people, how you love on other people, you got to get the credit, you got to be seen, you got to be known. That's number one, that's not agape love, which we talked about last week. That's not sacrificial love. Because sacrificial love means I, I, I don't care who gets the credit, as long as you know I love you. It, listen, okay, that's fine. You want the credit? Cool. But I'm still loving you anyway. It's not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. If you love somebody, you're not rude to them. Love does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Now we get to verse 7. Love bears all things. It believes all things, it hopes all things, and it endures all things. All of these that he talks about in verse 7 deal with endurance. Because if you bear all things with somebody, that's a lot of bearing. Because nobody has a perfect relationship. Nobody's a relationship expert. Nobody. And if you see it on an Instagram bio, run. Nobody's a relationship expert. Not possible. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter how annoying they may be, no matter how annoyed you may be at them, you still have to believe in them. Yeah, I'm praying for that brother. I know he keeps going in this failure cycle, but I'm praying for him because I love him. I believe in him. You'd send him a text. Brother, I believe in you. Even while he's wilding out, because you never know, your text of love may be the transformative text that causes them to come out of whatever they're going through. 
That's real. We're talking about real love now. Real love. Love hopes all things. I'm hoping for nothing but the best. Because I, I love you. You're my brother. You're my sister. I'm, I hope, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to school. Man, I hope, I hope you kill it. I hope you do well. I hope you succeed. I hope you magna cum laude, summa cum laude, laude daddy, everybody. I hope you all of that. Because I have real genuine love for you. But love rejoices in truth. And then lastly, it says, love endures all things. Or love endures through every circumstance. This could also say that love is unconditional. There is no condition to which I love you. Anybody ever done anything where you had to agree to the terms and conditions? Which means, yeah, there's, there's a certain level that you can use this particular app, program, website, video game, cell phone, whatever it may and, and there are certain conditions that you agreed to. Love just says, do you agree to just love? There's no conditions to it. There's no stipulations. I'm, I'm going to love you through every circumstance in the peaks and valleys of life. In the high moments, in the low moments, whether you're up or whether you're down, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, I'm going to love you. That's what real love, that's how love endures. It endures through every circumstance, so there is no condition to which that we should be loved. Yeah, see, I told them if they do it three more times, I'm done. Well, you don't, you don't love them with the love of the Lord. We used to sing a song. We love you with the love of the Lord. We love you with the love of the Lord. We're going to share God's love everywhere we go. We, we, don't, we don't share God's love anymore. We share our personal love. Now, there is a difference between letting someone abuse you and loving them with the love of the Lord. I can't, I, you may have to put them in a different space. I got to love you from afar. Whereas before I was loving you up close and personal, but now I have to love you from afar because I also have to do like the Bible says and guard my heart. It doesn't mean you continue to let somebody get over on you. You, you let them borrow money all the time and you know they're not going to pay you back. You let them borrow your money all the time. You just know you need to make up in your heart. Listen, if I'm going to give you this money, just you can have it. Because I know you ain't going to pay me back. Don't, don't even say, don't, listen, don't you. Don't even fix your lips to make me be mad at you. That's, this is how you protect the relationship that you have with certain people. You also have to use wisdom not to bar, let people borrow money from you so you don't affect the relationship. Oh, that's wisdom. There are certain people, you, uh, yeah, I don't have it. What you mean? I mean, I know you got I see what you drive. I don't got it. You see what I drive, right? I don't got it. That was prideful. Forgive me, Lord. I don't have it. No, I'm protecting our relationship. I'm protecting our relationship. But love endures all things. I'm closing. Uh, there, 
through the, throughout the course of my life, I, I was really thinking about my mom a lot in these messages. Because my mom, she really, <laughs> she really does allow love to believe all things, to hope all things. And it would be some of the most horrible people. I'd be like, Mom, Lexus is witness. Come on, wave your hand. I'd be like, Mom, why, why are you still... Cameron, no, don't talk about them like that. And I'd be done with her. I'd just, man, I'm done. No, don't you ever. And she would get upset because she really loves people with the love of the Lord. She really loves people with the love of the Lord. This is why she'll sit, she'll stay here 35 minutes after church, sitting up here talking to y'all. The porter's ready to go home. They hungry, stomach grumbling. Bishop in the car ready to go. And she's still asking, how, so how is boo-boo in them? Because she really love y'all with the love of the Lord. She, she has the love that is patient. She has a love that is kind. And God start, you know, yeah, you got you to gotta start loving like this. I'm like, oof. I heard my dad say it many years ago. And I prayed it, and I started like kind of living like that, and then all kind of foolishness start happening. This is gonna be mindful of the kind of prayers you pray. You still gotta pray them, but you just gotta know what you're signing up for. And he said, he said, you know, I, I remember there was one year. He said, God, I just want to love people the way you love them. Ooh, 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 <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. When you do that, you just know. Okay, I know, and nobody's off limits either. Yep, they gonna act crazy. He gonna act crazy. She, I know she about to act up. It's only a matter of time. But but you prayed the prayer, so now you gotta get ready to be tested, so that God can see can you really endure in love when the relationships begin to change and shift in your life. You gotta be careful. I wanna love like God loves. Well, you know how many times God forgave you. Are you willing to forgive that many times? And I know some of y'all been doing it. Well, the Bible says to forgive 70 times seven. And if my math does me proper, seven times seven. Okay, okay. And it's 70 and then you carry the one. Y'all trying to do the math. The point is, you shouldn't be counting how many times you've had to forgive somebody. If you really love them. If you really love them. Then it says this, love never ends. We're talking about real love now. We're not talking about the fear. We're not talking about infatuation. Because some of y'all are infatuated and you think it's love. Ooh. Ooh. Sisters, be careful. You're infatuated with the idea of being with him. I'm going to leave that alone. You see his potential. You, you see what he could be. You somewhere in the future. <laughs> and you look much better than you look right now. But that brother, he, he, ain't, he don't got a future yet. He don't got a plan. He don't got no goals. 
and he's not submitted to God. So you don't want to marry him and have to submit to him and he's not submitted to God. Oh, Jesus, I'm preaching. I'm preaching good fellas you always in a relationship because you love the feeling of being in a relationship but like the Fresh Prince you get in one little fight and you out you're on to the next one because you're in love with the feeling you're, you're enamored with the feel. You're intoxicated. Ooh. You're intoxicated with the feeling. It's like a drug. It really is. It's like a drug. It's, our, our pheromones give off these scents and they, they start making you feel a certain way. And then she wore that perfume and he wore that, that cologne that just, who is that? You, you've been drugged. And as soon as the high wears off, you got to take another hit. That's not real love. That's not real love. Because if you switch up every time the high goes down and you grab somebody else. Pastor Deborah said, now you're tying souls. You're becoming unequally yoked with people. Your soul is too valuable for you to give it to just everybody. Your soul is too valuable. God cares about you too much. He's going to love you through it. He's going to forgive you. He's, he's going he's to continue to be there for you. And every time you repent, he's going to forgive you and he's going to be there for you. But that doesn't mean that he's okay with your decisions. We need to understand what real love is. It's not a feeling. Because when the feeling wears off, are you going to continue to decide to love? Because real love is ugly sometimes. Do I have any wit? Real love sometimes gets a little messy. Real love, you, you're going to have to get your hands and you're going to have to roll up your sleeves. Put some elbow grease. If you really love, if it's real love, That's going to be what it takes. You got to work. I almost did it. I almost did it. Because Rihanna's performing at the Super Bowl. I almost went there. But you have to work. You have to, you have to put in time, in energy, in effort into your relationships so that you can, th mom, don't do it, so that you can thrive. So that you can succeed and excel and love the way God tells us to love. Amen? Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. This message convicted anybody? Anybody know? Like, oh, Pastor Cam, now why you say that? I know some people I got to text and I got to call. And I've been praying for you. <laughs> yeah, God put you on my heart, so I started praying. Love 
suffers long. Love is kind. Love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes in all things. And it endures through every circumstance. That means real love is strong. Real love is not weak. You, you know you really love somebody who's like, I, I ain't never seen myself doing that. Oh, that's real love. That's, that's real love. And the only reason why we even know how to love the way that we love now is because maybe you've experienced different kinds of love. Maybe the way that you first knew love was a traumatic experience and, 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 and you've been operating out of your trauma. I want you to be healed today. Maybe you've been loving out of your pain. I want you to be healed today. Maybe you've been loving out of, out of your experience and, and the things that you saw growing up. And you know that kind of love, this kind of love is not, it's not suitable for my future. I got to love according to the word. If that's you, just, just come to the altar. I just, I just want to pray over you. If, you've, if, you've, if you know your view of love, your, your experience in love is twisted, I just want you to come to the altar. Don't be shamed. Don't be sad. Don't, don't be scared. We've all had twisted views of love. But we know now how to love because of his word. We know how to love because, Father, you first loved us. Everyone bow your heads, close your eyes, lift your hands. Father, we thank you for this word, God. We thank you for a convicting word. We thank you for a transparent word. We thank you for a real word. And Father, I pray that you would convict our hearts convict our minds so that we can begin to love people the way that you want them to be loved. Too many of us want to love people the way we want to love them and not the way you've called us to love them. But real love is not prideful. Real love is it's not about how we feel. Real love, sacrificial love, enduring love, agape love. It's not about us. It's about how you've instructed us to love. In a world and in a society where they're trying to redefine what love is, Father, we stick to the script. Just like Paul was writing to the church at Corinth, Father, help us to not be, help us to not be like the world. 
Help our doctrine to not sway from what your word says about love. Help us to be men and women of the way. So that we can see transformation in people's lives. We can see transformation in people's hearts. We can see transformation in covenant relationships with our brothers and our sisters and our family members and our husbands and our wives and our nieces and our nephews. Help us to reestablish the covenant relationships. We can only do that when we understand what real love is. Now, Father, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you cleanse each and every one of us, God, that you wash us with hyssop, that you create in us a clean heart and you renew in us a right spirit so that we may worship you and so that we may love you and so that we may love others the way that you have called us to love in this last and evil hour. This is my prayer. In Jesus' name, let every heart say, amen. 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 If you believe this word was for you, I just want you to put your hands together and praise God. So thankful for the word. You know, the word is pretty practical if you just, just crack it open and just, it's like, oh, oh, wow. Hmm. I guess I got to change the way I love. <laughs> That's how the word convicts me. Very practical ways. Like now you know. Yes, God. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.